Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hey everyone, welcome to the Uncapped Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Sands. I'm joined by special guest hosts, I guess also kind of a guest, Dan Baumiller, just the guy from Full Tilt, and um, our... Our esteemed guest this week is uh, Zane Lamprey. Uh, he has his hand up a puppet's butt. No, 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 no. I'm, oh. I'm, uh, I'm Steve. Oh, <laughs> so, so wait, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you get it. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it would almost be easier to say what you don't do than along the lines of what you you do do. Yeah. So. My, it, my laundry so what what do we want to list entrepreneur comedian tv host podcaster it kind of it it just depends on the uh the like the time of year and like the particular year so like right now my days are pretty split between adventure which is my apparel brand and and my stand-up comedy tour which starts in like just over a month so i should probably start writing some jokes i think you might be a little bit late on that because from 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 what i understand stand-up comedians put a little bit more than a couple months into their acts (laughs) i mean i'm not a professional but i've been writing mine for about two years so i was supposed to do it last year and i work on it i work on it every day so it's 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 tight it's tight and and next uh next week i start performing in like front of very small groups which by the way is way worse than big groups um you know just just to sort of start working working it together but man these uh these shows are going to be so much fun not only because like people are just ready because they were ready last year like they were ready for the for the show last year but this year they're just like oh my god just give us a reason to go out and have some beer and laugh and that kind of thing my act is now tighter than it would have been if I did it last year, um, and you know it's it's it is stand up. It's it's I'm I'm more of a storytelling stand up um, rather than you know those quick little jokes. Um, but but my my job, just like my job has been doing the TV shows that I've done and everything, is like my job is the host to entertain people. My job is to make sure people have a good time. And, and that is, that is what will happen. So, you know, especially with good beer like this one. What, what is this one? Cause way more people listen to this than watch. Yeah. Right. So. Good call. <laughs> so, so, so I am drinking, uh, a full tilt snow cat dry hopped Pilsner. So this is a collaboration between that gentleman sitting next to you, Dan, uh, and myself, Mike, and, and really my team and his team. Uh, and also Barks, which is a um, a local animal rescue in, in, in Baltimore. So, so what I'm doing on this tour is, you know, we're just trying to make as much noise as possible, have as much fun as possible, and let's leave some some goodwill in our wake. And that that is that's both like selling a lot of beer and helping out the breweries and bringing some attention to the breweries and 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 just the the, the local community when we're there. But also let's let's see if we can. And, um, that need to be adopted 
while we're there. So everywhere we go, every every, um, uh, every stop along the tour, we are working with the brewery where we're having the show uh, and a local animal rescue. So uh, raise awareness, raise some money, help out some cats and dogs and bunnies and guinea pigs and lizards and whatever else they, they, they take in, which by, by the way, people will be surprised it's not just cats and dogs um, and birds. Um, but, and so this is really like, um, we were going to do the show at full tilt and I was really excited about it, but there is such a big, uh, I, I guess fan base for the shows that I've done in Baltimore that we needed a little bit more space. We were going to do, cause Dan, you could, you guys could do like maybe like 150, right? Seated. Is that, wasn't that the conversation? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, I could, I'm, we're expecting like three to four, 500 people. So we did it at Ministry of Brewing and, um, you know, Dan, you you guys, I, 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 you better, you better be there. If if not, I'll stop the show and come get you guys. But, (laughs) um, you know, I was going to do possibly do two shows at full tilt and we talked about it and I was on the, I was on the bubble and I was trying to decide, but like, you know, this is kind of like, it's every night is like a marathon. You know, starts off slow, ends a little faster, just, but everything I have goes into it. So to try to do two in one night in Baltimore, I just don't know. I, I am doing that in in Philly because we have to, because we couldn't find a venue big enough. But, um, well, it doesn't I, seem fair to do that for people in Philadelphia and not for people in Baltimore. <laughs> no, no. People in Baltimore <laughs> are going to get a, the better end of it because they're going to get one show with everything. In Baltimore, you're gonna get an early show with me holding back a little bit in the reserve, and then you're gonna probably get the drunk version of my show at night. So, <laughs> well, you know. Zane, I I forgive you, but I don't think Nick probably does. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, I, I don't think he'll ever forgive you. Why? Why would he? He better. He better not. I like. <laughs> I like having a nemesis in Baltimore. <laughs> No, Baltimore, more, Baltimore's not a city you want to make enemies no, it's in. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not, you don't want enemies in Baltimore. No, 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 no. Like enemies in Poughkeepsie or something like I, that. I don't see why that's funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which shows us that you do. <laughs> no, it, it's more that like you would have a stalker enemy in Nick. Yeah. Which you may already. Actually, he has stalked you um, from when you did uh, the Drinky Man Easy episode in Baltimore. I think he followed you to the horse you rode in on. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Where you bought that uh, that whiskey wait, bottle. It's, it's not the horse you came in on? Yeah, it's I think one. it is that. I, I get it mixed up. I have, I because too I have much. a joke about it. I was like, it's the horse you came in or the horse you came on, the horse you came in and on. I don't know really. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so I might I remember it now. So we did, we we were doing Drinking Made Easy there, and we did this bar in in Baltimore called, called the Horse You Came In On, which I believe was like Edgar Allan Poe's bar or something no, like that. No, they said it was the last place that he was ever seen alive. Like it, it's it. assumed okay. that he stumbled out of there and died. So died. it's a, yeah. another. Which is, which is great. Which is a great <laughs> bar to have. And so the um, we showed up. And we were hanging out with the guy, and he's like, "So what's the show? Drinking Made Easy? I, I don't know if I've heard of it, or whatever." Like, we're like, yeah, people watch. He's like, "Really? Because I've never, I don't, none of my friends have heard it." I'm like, "Oh, uh, trust me, whatever." So, so whatever, we had fun, and we shot it in, in an empty, in, in an empty bar, before they opened. And then uh, we get back the next morning, and we're the, we're all having breakfast, or whatever. And the guys on the crew were like, "Zane, we have a problem." We didn't record um, 
one of the cameras, like the, the car to be recorded on didn't work. So we only have one camera and we looked at the footage and it's like, it's B camera, right? Where A camera is like a wide shot of everything. And then B camera kind of goes back and forth and shoots like the hands and stuff like that. And he's like, it just won't work. So we had to call the guy back up and, and go back and shoot it again. So, so most of what you'd seen in that, in, in that episode is the second day's shoot. I think we maybe used a little bit of the first day. And I tweeted, and I think maybe put on my Facebook while I was there, hey, we're at the horse you came in on, um, uh, shooting a scene. If you guys want to come and hang out in the scene, you know, whatever. And so I posted it. And by, by like 40 minutes into the scene, the bar was so packed, we had to stop. Well, Nick was one of those people. Yeah, I I thought you were going to say the problem was that there was a creepy tattooed guy wearing a full tilt hat outside of the the bar looking for you. There was there's there's like seven of those seven seven creepy tattooed guys in full tilt hats. Well, I I I will say like I you know I don't want to take over the interview because I'm not the host, but like I do listen to your pod, Zane and um. And I appreciate the grind. Like, honestly, like as a business owner, like that things don't come super easy to like most people. Like, I appreciate where you go through like all of your trials and tribulations. And, you know, it sounds like you're one of us. And um, and just like the grind you go through with like with this tour and like what you did or what you've done during Drinking Made Easy is like just astounding to me. Like how many different places you went to and you did, you know, Drinking Made Easy during a day and then at night you did the comedy show. And yeah. I guess on this tour, you're not doing like a Drinking Made Easy type of show. No, we're, we're not. We're not doing we're not doing TV during the day, which, by the way, was crazy ambitious. And no one's done that it's because it's because they shouldn't it's like i i, I don't know if i'd have the stamina to do it I, I if i had to i could but but you um, only live once and and yeah, um and, but, you know and it makes me appreciate you if nothing else but like the amount of shows that you're doing you know fine you're not doing tv this time but like explain to people how many shows you're doing and how many days like you know that's why i forgive you yeah even though nick <laughs> won't about not coming to full tilt because like you're straight grinding through this so like i'm zero percent mad at you <laughs> save all the mad for nick um i think um i think we'll end up doing about 90 shows between june 3rd and december 18th it, to the point where in in September I I'm not home at all during during that month I'm on the road because there's like three days and I'm not gonna fly home the day after come he, here to my house in LA which is across the country for most of these these shows what chill out for a day and then take another day flight like no I'm not gonna do that so you know most of it we're doing Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday shows the bigger shows are on the weekends and then, you know, recoup and, and do it again, all while still running my apparel brand and, and other things. And we're talking to a few, um, uh, production companies and networks about maybe turning this into a show. I'm almost like a little hesitant to do it because get that Netflix money from the show, from the live show. What's that? Get that Netflix money. Well, you know, that's, that wouldn't hurt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it worthwhile. Right. <laughs> that, 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 makes, that makes, that makes it worthwhile. I mean, you know, it's funny because 
our, the schedule is like, this is what we're doing. And what's crazy is we were planning to do it for 2020. And because, you know, I've, I've done four travel drinking shows. I've done three sheets, which was on Mojo, Spike, uh, Fine Living Network, Travel Channel. I mean, like, and then I did uh, Drinking Made Easy for Mark Cuban's HDNet, which traveled to a bunch of networks as well. I did uh, Chug which was on Nat, uh, Nat Geo and Netflix. Um, and I did four sheets for Drink TV, a network, um, you know, about, about shot it about two summers ago, almost two summers ago. And, um, you know, with like all these networks, either, either the executive decides, okay, we're done with it and move on, or the network shuts down or whatever. So I'm like, dude, I'm tired of being at the mercy of other people's, I'm tired of my fate being determined by, some, by someone else. And so I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do stand-up. I, I love, I love doing stand-up. I have, I have many, I have way more stories to tell that, that I have time for on this tour. And so I got, I got several tours in me just of stories of things that have already happened, let alone the stories on the tour. And so I was like, you know, the only thing that can, that can stop this tour, which is in 2020 is like, is God, you know, and he stepped or in. like, or, or a bat. And <laughs> yeah. a pig or, and anyway. <laughs> But, um, and so, and, and so God's like, oh, really? <laughs> like, Challenge like, okay. accepted. <laughs> yeah. Which proves that God is a woman. So I don't know. Can I say that? Is that weird? Um, so wait, Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts. Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Uh, real quick, completely yeah. unrelated to anything you've said. Um, well, I guess it kind of is related to God being a woman. Do you have any connection to Kevin Smith? Um, I mean, I've met him. I don't know him. I know people who know him. Okay. Because yeah. you, you have two-thirds of the trio of like people I admire in showbiz the most. Like Burt Kreischer, I think, is one of the funniest people alive. And Mark Cuban makes me want to invent something okay. just so I could either have him invest in me or I would be even be fine if I was one of the people he told me how stupid I was. <laughs> By the way, he did both to me. So he <laughs> so it doesn't have to be either or. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, it's funny. I, 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 you know, it's doing my standup. I have a lot of stories. And, and what good standup is, is learning how to tell those stories. Everybody's got great stories. Uh, a, a great comedian 
can really tighten that story into something that's like engaging the whole way, way through and then it's clear and concise and then boom, you're out of it before you want it to end. And so one story that like, I don't even know what the ending to the story is because I don't know that I've ever told it, but I was, I live in LA and Mark Cuban reaches out. He's like, hey, you want to grab lunch tomorrow? I'm like, sure. You know what I mean? And you, and you don't like, you don't, you don't want to be like, for, for what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are we going to get drunk? Are we going to talk business? I'm like, shit, I better re be ready for everything. And so I met him at the, the Beverly Hills Hotel and, and, you know, we had lunch and I was like, you know, and you know, it's just one of those things, like, I want to do this right. And the, and the cool thing about Mark is that he is just, he is, he is what he seems to be, which I guess a lot of people are, but Mark Cuban seems like he's just a cool guy that, that, that put in his hard work and didn't become a douchebag from it. And that's just how he is. Well, it's cause um, he's from Pittsburgh. That you, you, yeah, that's why. So that's the punchline of that one. It's he's <laughs> um, but it's funny, but, but, but that, you know, that just turned into a lunch and we just kind of talked about the show and whatever. And it was relatively uneventful, but, uh, but then uh, we went out drinking at South by Southwest and that was a little bit crazier. So, you know, he's, he likes to have a good time. And by the way, I don't know do people know that Mark Cuban is a massive person. Do you know, do people know he's like six, four, six, five, and he's just like a, a big giant guy. I I did know that, but I don't remember how. I think it's just yeah. from like seeing them tower over people on Shark yeah. Tank. Yeah, you're just like, oh wow. So yeah. Anyway, it's 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 a great experience. Just even knowing him, we, we still we still talk every you know every every now and then, and uh, and yeah, it was that's a that's a great it's a great just like like you've said. I don't need him to come in and and be investing in this or that whatever. Honestly, I'm just I'm just happy to to like be friends with them and, and have hung out with them. And that's probably why we continue to be friends and hang out. Cause I don't really want anything, you know, yeah. like pretty happy. Maybe I just if I go, go in some time machine and tell me to buy Bitcoin. That would be nice. But, <laughs> or it's, even just a year ago told you to buy some Dogecoin and then yeah, cash out yeah. two days ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good God. Yes, exactly. Although I, I had that same conversation about Bitcoin with someone not too long ago and I was saying how like I so I work in the IT department of a newspaper. So nice. I'm always listening to technology podcasts, too. And they were talking uh, about this new thing, Bitcoin. And I yeah. was going to set up some computers to start mining for it. And in uh -huh. the those early times, like you would just get several a day. Yeah. <clears throat> and then yeah. it got to like one of the steps. I was like, this isn't going to work. You'd get several coins a day. Yeah. When it when it first started. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I just stopped because it became like there was one step. It was a little bit difficult. And in my yeah. mind, like it was just a complete waste of time. So I was telling this to this guy that like, I regret not doing that, but most likely I would have been that person that decided to buy a pizza with Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Oh, then God. he tells me how at one point he had 250 Bitcoin yeah. and he spent them all on Silk Road buying drugs. <laughs> So oh wow! <laughs> I was I was like, you win. You get to feel worse. <laughs> right? Oh my god! He's like, yeah, the drug dealers. I I at one point almost took everything I had and put it in Apple, but this was in 1996. Yeah, you you wouldn't need to go on a comedy tour. No, no, I you know, or, or I would just for fun. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I everything I had it was I had 50 grand and I was going to put it in, and uh, 
and then my the stockbroker at the time is like, nope, don't do it. I'm not going to let you do it. That's a bad decision. We don't know where it's going to go because that's when Steve Jobs had left. Maybe it was coming back, whatever it was. But I just like I was an Apple person at that point. But you know, look at the end of the day, the ebbs and flows. You got to just be happy with with who you are on the inside. I know that sounds kind of hokey, yeah. but like you know, everything else just becomes part of the adventure. You you I. I there are, yachts that are miserable you know what i mean it's just the it is is did my did my connection break up or that was that we, clear you, I, you, I, we, we froze for a second yeah you you froze there for one second we got the sentiment like money isn't everything uh, um <laughs> yeah, as yeah, co-host yeah. esteemed co-host i have a question zane how many yeah. world records do you have or how many have you ever held so i have two official one is sabering the most bottles of champagne. Good, that's the only minute. one we care about. It is. So it is. Well, when... the, other one's, the other one's almost more interesting. And by the way, I did that, and it wasn't. We just did it. We didn't. We did it during Super Bowl halftime, and Mark Cuban sponsored it, meaning he bought the bottles of champagne. And um, <laughs> it, it wasn't necessarily difficult, like record to 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 beat. Because to practice it, you need bottles of champagne. You know, it's, it gets expensive. Well, the other one was. Well, wait, real quick though. Yeah, when yeah. you're in Baltimore, I want to challenge you to a beer bottle sabering contest. Okay. <laughs> can, can you do it? Saber a beer bottle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I only I I speak as a two week uh, veteran of sabering. Oh beer yeah, bottles. yeah, you, yeah. You you sound polished. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a sprint contest more than a marathon, but we can do it back in the brewery uh, area where, you know, it won't be a problem. Yeah. yeah. And that, so you're taking a, what size is that bottle? So I did it with a, um, a bomber. It was a 20 yeah. some ounce one, but you can actually, you can do it with regular you size ones too. If you get it cold enough, right? Um, I don't know about the tiny ones, but the, the, uh, bomber one it wasn't yeah. super cold oh wow i mean the 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 thing is you're kind of changing the molecular structure a little bit when it when the colder it gets because the colder it gets the more brittle yeah and for people that don't understand you might think in sabering you're taking off just the cork but in fact you're taking off the whole end of the bottle all the glass and and it's so really explosive that there's not really any glass particles although it's a very sharp sharp edged bottle at the end um so that's what you're doing right you're removing the end of the bottle when you were sabering those, those yes. beer bottles yep. yeah when we did it it was in dallas the super bowl uh, dallas was not in, in in the super bowl but it was um in dallas and they had this freak snowstorm there it got like a foot of snow or more and when we did it it was like very cold out like 20 degrees and so i mean we chilled the bottles, but we didn't need to because the air was 20 degrees. So I had a little bit of an advantage, the fact that I was doing it outside in the cold. The, by the way, the other um, uh, record, world record is, um, yeah, exactly. Is, <laughs> so that, uh, that's, that's the beer bottle. That's you? Yeah, that's me. That's, that's, my, that's my rookie beer sabering. That's your first one. That's yeah, your, so your I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm willing to go up against the world record holder and, and what is it that you would like to challenge me in in number of bottles and in, in amount of time yeah number of bottles in a minute we, I mean, okay. we could go for the world record wow oh okay 
how, how carbonated is that bottle? It doesn't look like it's like doing the explosion. Oh, it is barely carbonated. That was wow. a pastry stout with tons of peanut butter and marshmallow in it. Wow. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, the, the more carbonated, I have, to fi- I have to find out where this video is. I wish I could, you could be playing this video, but like the last bottle I did, it was, you know, again, carbonated pressure, frozen bottle, not just the neck this time, the whole bottle. I was wearing ski gloves to do it because it was so cold and I, it was, I didn't, it would have been slippery. And so, um, uh, which makes me wonder if Guinness would have approved it because I wasn't, you know, because I was wearing gloves, but the last bottle completely exploded on my hand, the whole bottle, like just to, to, to nothing. So thankfully I had those, those ski gloves because I probably would have cut myself. So the, so the other record is, um, the, the longest live, uh, podcast. And I did, I believe it was 26 hours. That is really Um, long. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say it's really long because you listened to it or because that amount of time is, is I have not listened to it. Sorry. But yeah, yeah, that, that is a long amount of time to talk. So that was completely sanctioned. We had an attorney, we had uh, third party witnesses there. I didn't know they came in and had to sit there for like two hours at a time to make sure I didn't sleep or spend too much time going to the bathroom or whatever it was. Um, and so they had to sign affidavits. We videotaped it, we recorded it. It was like that was a Guinness record. I was going to have an actual Guinness plaque. And um, Bert Kreischer came at the beginning of that. And then he also came at the very end, like such a fucking cool dude. Cause he came at like six or something like that. And then maybe he came at like 1 AM or something. And then, um, and then just friends came along that, you know, the whole time, everyone was just so supportive of it. And then we're done. And then the guy who was like my assistant at the time, um, did it like lost the video file, which is what we needed to get the actual record. So I never got it authenticated, which was, let's be honest, like I got some cool stuff hanging in my office. A, a Guinness World Record would have been a very cool thing. That would be. Because because like I, I was standing up talking for 26 hours straight. You had to be, was, was that like part of the rule that you had to be standing or... You just chose. Um, if I would have sat down, I would have fell asleep. Oh, that well, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Even I, maybe I would sit in a stool from time to time, but like I did it. Like I just kept at it. You know, a lot of like coffees and Red Bull. You know? <laughs> um, and the crazy thing is, like, you know, we we started off because it was the Drinking Made Easy podcast, and we like have some drinks and whatever. And so, like, you know, you got power through that because after you have a few drinks, at some point your body's like, "Ooh, let's nap." You know what I mean? And we could we couldn't do that, but it was. It was fun. It was a, it was a great experience, and the rest of my crew did an amazing job. Just they they were with me the whole time. Technically, ex- they would have been part of the record as well. All except for that one guy. All except for Tyler. All except for Tyler. <laughs> Goddamn Tyler. Oh yes, exactly. So I did it, but I would I would have I would like that plaque, you know. And 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 someone would have beat me by now, but it's who cares? I would have had it, you know. Yeah. You can't take it away. So. Yeah, you no. Guinness maybe probably. I'll, maybe I'll make one in Photoshop because you know. <laughs> yeah, can, no, one's, gonna no one's going to question you. <laughs> no one's going to question. As a matter of fact, I'm going to write that down. Guinness, <laughs> to do. To do. Guinness plaque. Boom. Okay. Do Done. You, well, there you go. 
do you have someone to open for you in Baltimore? Um, so I have two guys on my tour team right now. Derek is handling that. Um, so I don't know the answer. Why? Because I can just read whatever you write for Steve to perform <laughs> perform in Utah, and I can just Dude, read the same one. I don't, you know, it, this, this is going to turn into therapy because Steve is like, he, he's always been like, I guess, uh, intermittently motivated, where I am like continually, continuously motivated. That's not to say that there's not lulls and down days and, you know, whatever, but like, Steve is whenever like I have to hunt him down to do the podcast now. And so I'm just like, I'm just done. I, I'm done. I, I have Jack Maxwell from um, Booze Traveler. He's coming over here. We're going to do the podcast this week. Then I got Chris Stefano, an amazing comedian. He's going to do it the week after that. And so now I'm just like, and Steve won't even know. He doesn't even know. He just like <laughs> he hasn't been on the podcast in two weeks, and he has he doesn't even you know whatever because I mean he doesn't drink anymore. That shouldn't have to. That shouldn't have that much to do with it. Yes, we're talking a lot of the my the best stories about Steve or when Steve does dumb stuff when he when he drank right. But now he doesn't drink anymore. But like, you know, all right now I don't know if he like feels like it's part of the process about not talking about it. But you know, I I, I hate to do a podcast and and feel like you know it, it was never really the the brand was never really drinking excessively. I mean, that was like a Steve thing, but that was his choice or, you know, whatever. But like the fact that like I have to feel like I can't even have this amazing full tilt snowcat dry hop Pilsner on the podcast because I got to feel like I'm offending the guy who is done drinking because he's drank all of it. Like he's drank more than I'll ever drink. Well, he was he was good comic relief, like on the show, Um, you, you know, like you might like interview someone that was like very serious, like um, one of my favorite interactions. And it's just because I love San Diego. So I probably watched it more times than not. Oh, Steve but, Cook. Steve Cook. Or, yes. Or Cook. Yes, Cook. exactly. And um, and actually the, the guy to my left here or to my right on camera, whatever it is, like he, he interviewed Greg, too. And, you know, he, he got some like pretty funny responses, like in some rantings. But I just remembered like just the daggers Greg is staring into like steve's soul for like how dare you chug this finely crafted ale that i brew was he really mad at you guys because he looked like he was legitimately mad there are many reasons why i've chosen district east for where i purchase beer i love the flexibility of being able to make a custom six-pack or take home a crowler from one of the eight beers on tap the friendly and knowledgeable staff do an amazing job at keeping a diverse selection on hand you can even purchase artwork from the monthly featured artist District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434 
286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. There's a lot, there's a lot to that. So, so what happened was when we got to the brewery, um, Greg was like, Hey, welcome Zane. If you want to come upstairs, I'm doing like a little video recording because we just launched a new stone brewing soap. So for anyone listening, like Greg was, is the founder of, of stone brewing, which is a pretty, you know, significant, um, definitely in the top 10 most significant craft uh, craft breweries really in, in the country as, as far as like historically and, and groundbreaking that kind of thing and so and but was, when, I, when we went there he looked like a normal normal person now I think he just like I think he looks like Jesus and walks around in a robe and and and, and flip-flops but but he uh he said come up to the the office we're gonna shoot this thing and so he said it was like soap beer soap and I was like well can I don't understand, like beer soap can you drink it he's like oh yeah sure so I was like okay and I opened it up and I drank it no, it was just soap. Like, it wasn't like just beer zero. It was just soap. It was like maybe it smelled like 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 soap. So I drank a bunch of it, and I started coughing, and then I drank like a water, and I was coughing up like soapy bubbles that were floating in the air. And I'm sure this video exists someplace. So I was like, so whereas normally I would have been like, hey, Steve, be respectful. Come on. This guy's, this guy's respected in the craft beer community. Never. So just crazy. I was like, Steve, I don't care what you do. <laughs> I said, just, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. You picked up and chug it. Like, okay, well, I'm like, all right, great, chug it. So there was like, kind of a little bit of weirdness. And then, you know, the other thing is part of the, like, the, the propaganda of the whole thing where he was, Greg was like, I'm so mad because I grew up on fizzy yellow beer and I was never told that there were more options than this and I feel deceived and da 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 Like, well... There was like, you know, Sam Adams and Newcastle and Guinness. And, you know, there were options back there. It wasn't just fizzy yellow stuff. Yeah. So I think I think it's just it's just part of his sort of his shtick. So was he really mad? Nah, he, he no, he wasn't. He wasn't mad. Were we trying to upset him? Yeah, a little bit, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, he definitely um, I got him to go off a little bit about Germans when when I interviewed him. <laughs> his berlin brewery that like didn't work out my god he went on a rant about all german people yeah basically how lazy (laughs) contractors are (laughs) you know look well i i had an interview the other day where we kind of talked about this and and to sum it up it was that is that europe led the charge on beer culture beer, beer culture for centuries and and we picked it up and we as americans you know we we did our our thing right where we like just just kind of broke it down and 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 exploded it and 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 celebrated and did some amazing things with it so now you know now the rest of the world is really looking to us for what we are doing and what we have done recently in beer culture so you know 
30 years ago, it was definitely Europe, the Germans, um, the Belgian, you know, other other countries really doing amazing things with beer. Do, and then, um, do Brussels and, sprout, does Brussels sprouts liquor still give you hard nipples? Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> <Try some. laughs> um, let me reach for some behind me. But 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 now but now you know it's like we are leading the charge and people are following our craft beer culture that we have followed. So to this soon in the process, go back to Germany and open a, a, a brewery. I, I don't know why. I don't know what the reasons are that it didn't work out. Um, it, it's I, I can't I don't I don't see why it wouldn't they have a very strong beer culture over there. Well, do do we know why it didn't work out? He listed well one it was way over budget. Um, oh. they they opened way later than they were supposed to, and it was like a half hour drive outside of any populated area. Oh, so and he, I guess they said that there isn't the culture to go to destination breweries like that in. I mean, you know where you can drink in, in Germany? It, the answer is anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, you can go to a town square and almost has a town square, and you can just go get beer and walk around or whatever. So you don't need to make it a destination. So maybe that was – that's the difference, right? We don't have town squares. We have malls. <laughs> and, uh, and so we will go and, – and, and drive, go a distance to go to a brewery, I guess. Yeah, when you'd have to listen to the uncapped podcast for the uh, the full story. But basically, yeah, he I was just <laughs> he was just going on rants that like that they don't really care about the quality of beer, and basically oh, wow. it's it's just cheap beer. And wow. uh, I mean, he sounded like a woman scorned or or <laughs> or a man scorned. Yeah, right. Yeah, a person scorned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how um, how did you get into being a professional drinker? Well, you know, and this is kind of a, this is a story in 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 my standup, and it's kind of obviously it's at the beginning. I was the um, the the story that's it's funny that's in 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 whittling down the story. The part that I removed that I've been telling lately, and people seem to like like it, um, is that. I was, I was uh, called in to audition for this show called "You Should Open a Restaurant," and and the premise is is that Chris is such a good chef that Dan says, "Hey, I nominate Chris for the show," and they turn Chris's house into uh, a restaurant for the day, and they have a sous chef and waiters and all this kind of stuff, and so they brought me in as as, as the host, and I was I was talking with the producers and making them laugh and they were just like oh you're, you're hilarious but i don't think this is the right show for you i'm like oh okay and i guess that's fine he's like no no, no you don't understand like we're looking for the host of the show like the host like to seat people not like hosting the show we're like you literally just show people to the seat. You're not even talking. what are you doing here and so i was like okay whatever and then i and then i left and they run down the hall after me. The producer did it, and he's like, you know, and I'm like, I'm kind of like, you know, doing the walk of shame, carrying my shoes, and my mascara's running because I'm crying. And, um, you know, because it, it was a rough disappointment. But they said, well, hey, wait a second. We have a show called Three Sheets where you would um, travel around the world and drink. Is that something you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I guess that would be nice. You know, <laughs> so, and, and that's what we did. So, like, we, we, um, 
we started doing that and really because they were a seattle based um oh i didn't point out the fact i'm sorry i didn't point out the fact that they're they were from seattle so this audition was in a hotel room so it was like i show up to this hotel room and you open the door and there's there's like the bed and you know whatever and there's the producers and it was kind of like was there a oh, black leather couch <laughs> yeah like what do i got to do to get the job here and so um but they were from seattle so they actually like said we'll call you and they called me you know and then i was up in seattle um shooting the pilot uh like a month after that and the crazy thing is if you if you go to to seattle to shoot the pilot how do you get home because you shot the pilot so who's gonna fly the plane ah uh, there it is the, uh, that <laughs> one that's a tour <laughs> well, well, trust me, that uh, joke is not uh, in there. Well, <laughs> well, I just, I, I just want to dive in. Like, I, I just want to dive in. Like, I, um, Nick and I have said this over like emails to Zane or like however correspondence. But, um, you, you know, Full Tail Brewing was founded on three sheets, like the show that Zane made, and it's oh, bizarre. Now, now I'm well, not going there. Tour. What an ass! Ravens, Ravens game disappointment. Some losing to the freaking Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and three sheets. So like if there wasn't a football game on, you, you know, we worked or, uh, we brewed in Nick's apartment. Um, our home brew is like, that's how we got started. And we watched three sheets, like no lie. Like Nick is the one that discovered your show and that's what we sat around and watched. And so, um, you, you know, maybe we're stalkers. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I guess that's why I'm here. You, you, you appreciate the work that I've done. I think that's fine. If yeah. you were stalkers, you'd be like, Hey, check this out. You're with you guys are being there. <laughs> that's a stalker <laughs> yeah well, well, holy shit. Nick's not there. yeah well we've been following we've been following along since and you know like we're huge supporters and we appreciate what you do for the community uh craft beer man of the year 2020 is that right oh yeah yeah, yeah. crushies craft beer marketing awards man of the year yeah my my cbma yeah show it show it for the for the video watchers Oh, the look seven at that people thing. that are watching the video as opposed to the 70,000 there. Yeah, guys so, hold, yeah. holding a can. Yeah, this was the, um, I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, this is an amazing award. It was, you know, they, 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 they were fans of the show and they're like, look, I don't think you realize how many people you've influenced. And I don't necessarily, I mean, I never think about anything that I do on, on that level. And so for them to like say they want me, make, want me to be their first man of the year, I was like, Wow, that is, that is amazing. It it couldn't have fallen in a worse year in that 2020 <laughs> yeah. was not a great year for breweries, but but it was a great year to get a nice little pick-me-up with this award, you know? So I think all of that was Dan's way of saying you broke Nick's heart. <laughs> yeah, I, I see that. I can see it. He's, he's out there. He's outside in my house doing something weird. I can't really tell. dance or I don't know. He's kind of shuffling his feet. Yeah, it's, it, it, looks, it looks sad, whatever it is. So, of um, how how do you decide what cities you're going to go to? Is it just like picking the ma the most major? Are you talking like, about you talking about doing the stand up or yeah doing for your the, your tour? How how did you choose what cities you were going to go to on your tour? So there's a lot that goes into it. One is like routing. Like we knew we were going to do Baltimore. We knew we were going to do DC. We knew we were going to do Philly. That's because a good good size good good you know uh, uh population density but also we know that there's a good 
fan base in those places because of like from doing that scene at the horse you came in on we knew that there were you know there's a good concentration of fans there so like there's certain cities we knew we had to hit um and then there's some that are like you know the tough one is like minneapolis because what we do is we we fly in and then we pretty much drive for like two weeks from brewery to brewery we're not doing the tour buses like we did last time because they're so ridiculously expensive. Um, and so now we're, we're flying in and driving. And they, the crazy thing that people might not realize about Minneapolis is that Minneapolis is like four hours from anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas like Philly, you know, Wilmington, Delaware, uh, you know, Baltimore, it's like dc like you can see that route you get an hour and a half drive every day that's you know yeah. that's, that's awesome whereas like you know some parts of the midwest you're driving for longer but i mean that's kind of what we set. we set a cap of like three hours because it's like i'll wake up i'll uh do like you know my computer work for adventure for like an hour go to the gym grab breakfast i like i just want to have like a nice routine where i get to sleep in then we got to drive and then we drive pretty much straight to the brewery get there at four do our sound check get ready the vips get there at six and kind of like and then we do it and then at, and then at night exhausted go to the hotel and then you know go to sleep wake up and do that so you know it's the unfortunate thing is we just be, we just don't have a lot of time doing doing the tour buses we would get on the tour bus and that was our hotel room you know and then get on the tour bus go to sleep and we wake up at 9 a.m. the next morning at the venue for the next day. You're like, that is amazing. So then you have the entire day to like do stuff. Yeah. Whereas this time, you know, a lot of the day, because even if it's a three hour drive, it's going to still take like four hours, you know, stopping for this and lunch and traffic or whatever it is. So there's just a lot of logistics go into it. So, you know, that's pretty much what it is, is like, as far as choosing is like the routing. Um, but then finding breweries, because breweries are not not set up to do uh, events of this magnitude. That's why Ministry of Brewing was like it's a church. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's need to see you know a few, they uh, were set up at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if we could find a church everywhere, we'd be great. Um, but like you know, like even like the trouble spot right now is Seattle. I've talked to every brewery in Seattle, and we're talking like thirty to forty breweries, and they just don't have the space. The last time I did a show in um, in Seattle, we we sold twelve hundred tickets. You know, so I don't want like the only reason I don't want to do a show that's like one hundred and fifty, two hundred people is because I, I I want more people to be able to come to the show. Um, I don't mind a little bit of people feeling like they missed out if they if they just waited too long to get tickets because you know we'll come back and do do the whole we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna do this tour every year. Um, and, and it's going to get more fun and bigger and crazier, whatever it is. But, um, you know, it's, there, so there's a lot of factors trying to figure those things out. Portland and Seattle, I, most of the breweries are because of the way that they are situated in the cities that they're just kind of smaller, you know? Um, and we want it to be inside because, you know, weather, especially yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. So. Whoa. I, I've almost knocked my beer on the soundboard twice now. Just keep that. I, mean, I want to just keep this in the sand. Have you tried the Sands Jams yet? I did. 
Sans jams or Dan's jams? Well, it was. Oh no, it was the mango pineapple one. Oh yes, I did. I killed it. I probably should have saved some for this, but no, I've I've gone I've gone through those. It happens. Yeah, <laughs> I just need more. That's all. Well, the funny you should say that Sans jams does come out again next month. Okay, well, some will be waiting for me when I pull into Baltimore. Let's let's hope. Let's hope. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things we'll have to do. I'll have to come by the the brewery when we're in town. I'll have to see this. I'll see the schedule and see what that what that routing looks like. If there's even a down day or something like that, because it'd be great to come in and and just try try some some full tilt beers. I mean, we've done three collaborations. We did one with with Fog Belt Brewing in Santa Rosa. We did one with. LA Ale Works here in Los Angeles. And then Full Tilt was our... Full Tilt is really um, one of the first with, um, you know, the give back to the to the animal rescue. So I'm looking forward to, to you know, having um, 90 amazing beers as we, as we take this tour across the land. That's right. And I'll talk about that for a second. Like Zane and his wife, Mel, like they do a ton for animal rescue. I mean, gosh, Zane, I don't think you want to say how many animals you might have at your house. Right might now, violate some may ordinance. May not, yeah, may, right now we may or may not have 14. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's weird that just I'm by myself. There's no, actually, that's not true. There's one on the couch right in front of me. But yeah, we, we rescue cats and dogs. We, it's sort of our unspoken rule. Uh, we, we never say no. Um, so, you know, and if, and like, for example, someone sent me a, a cat that had a really bad um, eye infection, a kitten, uh, in Orange County. So about, you know, 50 miles south of here and said, can you do something? I was like, yep, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. So I talked to my wife and we said, either we go down there or we know other rescues that can handle it or they're closer or whatever. And we just know rescues all around the country and we'll work through the network and, and see what we can do. Um, if, or if it's close or we feel like doing the drive, we'll just go and, and get them. I mean, we got, um, um, we got two last week and you know, there, every single day there's, there's, there's something what? people it's yeah, that's that. Yeah. On the, on the, on the can is Quincy. So Quincy is this beautiful Turkish Angoran, um, that was, at a rescue god knows why they said he was aggressive and he's like the most docile cat <laughs> but um you know we we like to take it's not that whether we do or like like to or don't it doesn't really matter like we will take the special needs cases like uh one of our cats pinocchio kind of born with like a face deformity his, his nose is pushed over the side which he's incredibly cute but there's some that have other sort of terminal illnesses or you know we pick, picked up one with a heart murmur the other day and you know the lifespan's like three and it's it's like you know as as uh, as fulfilling as the whole journey is it's 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 equally as crappy whether whether you're taking one in and you're kind of get it back to health and then you foster it out when you just kind of accept it in your family or when one passes you know it's 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 a it's a balance and, and it's not it's it's never easy it's definitely fulfilling and and it has its highs, but every high is a hundred percent offset by, by a low. Hey, Scooter, come here for a second. <laughs> well, uh, Zane, I just appreciate how genuine you are with these causes. Um, you, you and Mel, and, um, I, I appreciate you doing the, the adventure, um, snowcat dry hopped Pilsner with us. 
Yeah. Um, you know, with Quincy, um, as shown for the video watchers. So, um, you know, as we alluded to, like this beer benefits uh, Barks um, in Baltimore, and it's a, a great um, animal rescue shelter um, within our community. They do tons of good work. Um, we've been supporting them for years. They seem um, amazing. Yeah. They, yeah. They- I mean, like th- those video shoots and the, the those photo shoots that we sent you, like th- those things were hilarious. Um, but y- yeah, we've been working with them for a number of years, in- including like one of our, um, y- you know, basically like our flagship at this point, Hops the Cat IPA, was Nick's cat that we had at Nick's apartment when we were watching Three Sheets. Like it, it all ties back oh, to wow. this, like for real though. Like and um, you know, Hops, he had like an autoimmune dis- dis- uh, disease. And, you yeah. know, he passed away, like, you know, before his time. And, but, like, he was just an awesome cat. So we honored him with the Hops the Cat IPA, kind of turned him into, like, a Godzilla type of character. And yeah. he's literally immortalized on, like, a mural inside our, our brewery. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, and that. we, we launched we launched this, um, you know, this beer originally, like, in Fells Point in Baltimore. Actually, right – we didn't do anything at the horse, but right right there – and I think we raised like four or five thousand dollars, and you know, this coming from us, we didn't have much then. Yeah, we still that's don't. Awesome. But yeah. we, we raised like four or five thousand dollars that day, right there in Fells Point for Barks, and you yeah. know, we just continue to work, you know, these these types of causes as well. So you know, we're happy to work with you on this one. So that's, uh, yeah, yeah that's, thank that's you. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know that story. That's that's fantastic. I think I think it's just I don't know. There's like this. There's a stigma. There's a stigma with guys and cats. Some guys think that they're like, they that guys shouldn't like like cats for whatever reason. I, for for me, I'm just like, I, it's a very telling thing when a guy's like, oh yeah, cats are cool because I I don't know. It's 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 a it's a cultural thing. But but for for me, it's like it's you know we we as human beings we we don't make the world easier for for animals. We make it more challenging and we treat them a little bit. You know, some some people treat them very dis- dispensably, and so it's why they go and get something, and then it ends up in the shelter, or they aren't fixed, and it has babies and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, part part of the journey is is saving lives and 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 donating money, and that is an amazing part. I'm sure that that money went a long way. What is this a picture of the cat? Oh, yeah, that's the mural on our wall. Like, the, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, hops the cat on the main. Yeah, I don't speak into the mic. <laughs> need to be my hand held by Chris. Yeah. But oh, yeah. That's awesome. So, so yeah, the other, the other side is awareness and just like, just, you know, I mean, there's a lot of breweries that certain breweries can afford to do it because of like, like where they are. But there's a lot of like, you know, brewery cats, like working cats that are yeah. kind of there to, to, you know, make sure there's not, you know, mice and rats and whatever running around the brewery. And, and, uh, Oh, Snowcat just walked in, but he's not going to let me pick him up because he, <laughs> he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> so, um, Washington D.C., you still have TBD under. Is that is that just working out the logistics of where it is, or are you still it, looking it, for a brewery know, there? We, we were at D.C. Brow, and then we were at another one, and they just for whatever reason it didn't um, it didn't work out, and so we are now having to go a little bit outside the city i'm going to tell you what it is in two seconds um and it is in sterling virginia it's belt beltway brewing Mm. okay 
which isn't on the beltway <laughs> but, uh, but but that's fine yeah sterling's a good what 10 20 minutes outside the beltway isn't it yeah yeah it is it is yeah it's, <laughs> they have yeah. a big space though that, that'll work out fine that's right that's right and we looked at that space and the space is like is, is amazing it's a business zane like we're, we're not going to hold it against you you got you know you're traveling all around <laughs> the, around the u.s 90 shows in what yeah. six months or whatever you got to make it worth it yeah 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 it's 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 the logistics are we've been we've been working on it daily and i mean like to the point where sundays are our our sort of you know like conference calls every single sunday we've been working on it since since january 1st like on a daily basis so well if steve mckenna was your manager this would all be ironed out by now so yeah, if Steve McKenna was our manager, <laughs> we probably wouldn't have got, gotten down one down. <laughs> well, yeah, it looks like uh, in the Mid Atlantic area, you have quite a grind going. You're you're yeah, day to day to day. That's probably yeah. There was one. Um, so we got like Manchester, New Hampshire, Providence, Rhode Island, Boston, Carlsbad, New Jersey. That sold out so quick. They wanted to add a show on Saturday, October 2nd. But then we have Long Island the, day, the Sunday after that, then one day off, Wilmington, Hershey, Philly, Baltimore, DC. And so we almost added a You froze a little uh, bit. In New Jersey, and we might, but that means, what's that? You froze a second there, but I think it- Oh seemed- yeah, I mean, the, 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 the point is, is that I would it'd be 11 shows in 12 days and I haven't done it yet, so I don't, I don't know what stamina is, is yeah. going to be required for this. I don't know. I don't know how much I'll need these down days. Well, I mean, on October tenth, you're free. You could go to Full Tilt that day, have a little show. <laughs> yeah, just a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little savoring contest. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. If if nothing else, before October eighth, Ministry of Brewing. Um, yeah, there's. It looks to be some tickets available. Uh, Nick and I will be in attendance for sure. Um, but yeah, you'll have to join us uh, at Full Tilt ahead of time. Yes, that 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 is that is one where where we will make the exception, and because we don't have a, we don't have a long drive the day before, we're coming from Philly, so that that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although although I'll be doing a double night a double show in Philly the night before, but I'll 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 have energy. We don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Nick's already heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, good. if you need to use the excuse that you're just avoiding Nick, that is completely valid. I can't avoid him. He's standing outside my house right now. He's like, wait a minute. I better go out and start, start joining him in his dance or whatever he's doing. <laughs> All right, Zane. Um. We already went a half over hour over what uh All good. okay. All, good. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> I just didn't I didn't want to keep it going if you if you needed to Well, I, I do I, yeah. I do have to I have to hop out with my tour manager because we have to hit up a, a place before they close at five. But uh, but yeah. So one one real quick, where sure. is your favorite city in America to drink? Oh god. You gonna make me answer that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Set, set up some parameters. Um, it could it could be one of the places that you uh, filmed at. Where like where, well, I like, guess what, then which what, episode was the most fun? What episode was the most? Fun? So then I guess that relate uh, that I mean, to the city. I mean, look, I was traveling with my my wife 
my best friend and the crew, uh, Josh and Gio and Tad, who are like brothers, like family. We, we, we shot so much stuff together. Every, every day was, was amazing, every day. And, and everywhere we went, people were so receptive to us that, you know, we only went places that had good drink culture and had people that were excited about having us in, at their place. So everything was amazing, you know. Like, I mean, Baltimore was 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 a was a great episode. Uh, New Orleans was a great episode. Seattle, I mean, Hope Maui and Kauai. Um, you know, we, we <laughs> there, there, there they are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the real, re- come on, come on real now, places. I mean, yeah. feel free to just say, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> isn't it any place that has French fries and red wine after the show? That's for Steve. That's for Steve. Steve's criteria. <laughs> That's why I said you have to set up some parameters. Um, you know, I mean, like, look, uh, everywhere we go, we, it's, it's a privilege. And I'm not, this isn't just rhetoric. Like, it's a privilege to go and be welcomed into a city. So, like, how do you say that New Orleans is better than Louisville or, or, or Baltimore and D.C.? Like, how do, you, how do you draw the line of, like, having a good time? Like, you know, we had great hosts in, in, in both places. So, you know, Savannah and Charleston, like, you know, like Miami and Fort Lauderdale and Tampa, like, you know, we, we, we hit, we hit, I don't know how many episodes we did, maybe like 60. So it's really difficult to like, you know, it'd be easier if you said, which sibling is your favorite? Cause I have a brother and my sister. It's my sister. <laughs> what, <that's laughs> what about it's international? Easy. Is it easier then? No, it's the same, it's the same thing because like, you know, like Tahiti, Fiji, Lumpur, uh, Sydney, you know, like th- th- that's just in the, in the South Pacific. Then you got like, you know, like uh, Hamburg and uh, and Berlin and uh, uh, Venice and Rome, you know, like like, you know, Paris, uh, Champagne, France, uh, Brussels, London. Like how, how would how do you say that one of those is better than the other? Are you, you know? just humble just bragging like, now? You're, you're, What's that? Are you just humble <laughs> bragging now? No, I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah, you, you guys are doing it for me. And, and yet somehow you like, found like some weirdo person like in each of these episodes. Like that was one of my favorite things with Three Sheets. You'd always find like the weird guy to be a part of your episode. Every every, every bar has one. Every bar has one. <laughs> Ski Patrol, where they where, where, where you're drinking and they just they, they want to be part of they want to be part of what you're doing. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then again, it's just how you're going there to celebrate the drinking culture with people whose livelihoods and jobs and, you know, revolve around showing people a good time. And here you get the red carpet treatment in all those places. Like, I mean, we, we, they were amazing. Oktoberfest. Like that was, you know, those are great, great episodes. I don't remember them because I was drunk the whole time, but I, <laughs> I, I watched them and they're great. What is your favorite style of beer? Um, that's a, that I could get a little bit more specific on. Like right now I like loggers and, and porters. Uh, I like, I like session beers because like dry hopped pilsners. I like, I like, uh, I like lager dropped, uh, specifically with cats on them. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons. And that's one of the reasons we chose we chose to make that beer. We talked about it beforehand. Was I wanted something that 
I can have one or two of and still have my wits about me. If I was going to have, you know, uh, a, an imperial stout, after two of those, I'd be like, you know, Steve. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be like Steve with, with no beers. Uh, as a world record holding podcaster, and, yeah. and we'll just pretend that you hold it, uh, we'll count your Photoshop hey, certificate. Hey, no, 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 I did it. Yeah. I did it. I still um, have the world record. I might not have the Guinness world record, but I have the yeah. world record. How how yeah. would you grade our performance? Um, like 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 in a letter grade? Yeah, yeah. Like how 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 would you grade our podcasting skills? Um, give you guys like a like a solid for uh, uh like like technically, uh, a. Uh, if I was grading like your sleeves, I'd probably give you like a C. Because, <laughs> well, that's Dan's. Dan I've got full sleeves, like a. You do, you, you um, do, you do. So it, 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 it makes up for it. No, it this this is this is good. I, I look, I, I like I like people who come in with with questions. You know what I mean? Like coming in curious, wanting like legitimately wanting to know the answers to something. So. Um, anytime I can get a, a podcast like that, like I, I, I did a podcast once. And the guy was like, so tell us about what you do. I'm like, <laughs> you're going to have me do all the work, all the work here, huh? And then, you know, he's like, so like, what's the deal with your monkey? I was like, what do you mean? What's the deal? Like, you know, okay, I see how this is going. <laughs> it's, it, it, he, had, he hadn't seen a show and, you know, it's fine. But no, th this, this is good. This is good. I think a good podcast is like a good, a good like travel show. It should, it should feel effortless. And it should be, it should, people should feel like they're sitting here hanging out with us. Although if we were in the same room, I have a feeling we probably would have consumed more beer than we've actually consumed here. Probably. I have a very solid supply here that I would be trying to push off on you. Yeah. yeah. And, I, <laughs> and, I, and I'd be pretending to fight you off. <laughs> well, Zane, thank you so much for your time. Um, I, uh, I hope that I get the chance to destroy you in a beer sabering contest. Yeah. Yeah, let's see, let's let's see let's see if we can make that happen. It'd have to be, um, yeah. We'll we'll set up some parameters and we'll, and we'll do it. All right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you want to support Barks, you go to barks.org, um, and you and can. By the way, it's B A R C S. That's right. Thank you, Zane. Yeah, you're um, welcome. <laughs> it seems that you're the pro and Chris is the pro and I am the amateur. And also I brought the C sleeves, but you're yes. not going to have a Steve McKenna shirt. The Steve McKenna shirt should not have sleeves. I'm gonna, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll end. You're, you don't know how right that is. I will give you my here's, here's the, the last story. So, so I, I came when I moved out to L.A., I started an Internet company called uh, ExtraCast. And it was a database for extras. Love so, it. Love this story. Yeah, go on. You know this one? No, I know about the company. I love the grind, man. I'm. I, I listen. Uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And so, so we um, we we were a database for extras for TV and mo and movies. And and when we came out, it was like, oh, got to be like two ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, where we are at our, at our heyday, and uh, and every. Um, the uh, Steve had just moved to Wilmington, and I was like, "Hey, why don't we like you're still trying to figure out what you're doing out there? You're trying to be an actor. It's not. Like, I don't think a full time actor in Wilmington is a thing. It's just not possible. <laughs> but um, so I mean, you, you can do stuff. You just can't do it full time. Um, and so I went out there, 
And I said, hey, Steve, here's a book on HTML. Here's a book on 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 the industry here, you know, because we have a database. And I just want you to read it and know, know how it works. I get out there and there's a pile of books literally in the bag, unopened, didn't even crack them. So I was like, <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a long, and, and, and my buddy, my buddy Sterling, my childhood uh, friend was there and he was helping me that summer. And we flew out to, to Wilmington. I said, all right, well, look, Steve, move this, move aside. Sterling and I are gonna call the casting directors in town. We're gonna just get, get some meetings. We were only there for three days. He was supposed to set, set up meetings and all this kind of stuff. We landed, he didn't do anything, which is just, you know, Steve. And so um, he, uh, I said, look, one of the things we might want to do is go to like a hotel in Wilmington and set up like, you know, like an extra cast event, a yearly event where we have every, um, you know, photographer, acting coach, everybody there. And we like just rent out the ballroom and just have like a big event. Like people can connect and, and, you know, and, and just turn it into like a really good event for, um, for for actors that want to network, so it was like a hundred degrees that day, and we we had dressed up and we all had like blazers on, and I had like a uh, like a dress shirt, and Sterling had a polo shirt, and Steve had like a t-shirt, like he looked like Don Johnson, and we get in there and and sit down with this woman, she, a young woman, she was our age, we were like in our late twenties, she was in her late twenties, and so we sit down and and I said this is um uh. Whatever, and Steve's like dripping sweat. He's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I gotta take my my, my sport coat off." So T Steve takes off his his sport coat, and he has a T-shirt that he has ripped the sleeves off of. So from, we went from like three guys in suits to now two guys in suits and one jackass and a ripped off T-shirt. No, no offense, Dan, because yours makes sense. <laughs> like, like in this like meeting. And, I, and I, so as I was in, introducing, I'm like, I'm Zane, this is Sterling, and this is Steve McKenna. And she's like, just as he's taking this, his jacket off, she's like, did you just say his name is Sleeves McKenna? And like, <laughs> we we lost it. I, I laughed so hard, I fell on the ground. And I was like, I'm out. And I literally like, just th thanked the woman. We went to the bar, we got drunk. The next day I left. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like have Steve running the, the the Wilmington division of, of extra cast <laughs> when he can't read a book and set a meeting and shows up with a freaking, you know, ripped off t-shirt. It was like, oh, that was the gods. The, the gods like gave me so many hints. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. So, so I was like, all right, I'm out. I, I always just name every episode, like the episode number and then who the guest is. I yeah. think I just need to name this one two guys and a jackass with no sleeves. That's it. That's it. Do that. Do that. No, that but Dan, it's not, not a gonna, reference to you. It's a, that's it's not going to do it any justice. No, it's a reference to Steve, not you. Well, I, I am a jackass and I <laughs> yes. don't have sleeves on right now. <laughs> no, that's just coincidence. coincidence. People will be able to do the math. Yeah. I just, I, I think you should just call this Dan, Dan's jams. <laughs> so where do people go to get tickets? Go to zanelamprey.com. If you don't know how to spell it, put it in Google. Everything's there. So whether you want to go and, and check out Adventure, uh, our apparel uh, brand, or you want to uh, look and see what dates are available, zanelamprey.com, everything, everything's there. And tickets are selling so quick. Uh, so if anyone's thinking about it, you might as well just go do it. I wanted to get a hoodie, but all your fat guy sizes are sold out. No, they're just not in yet. Oh, we, okay. We, we have... we. 
for adventure, I decided to move all my manufacturing into the U.S. And I, I did it for all the best reasons, you know, carbon footprint, U.S. jobs, all these things, you know, e ease of, of communication. And I had the we've had the worst experience with U.S. manufacturers that we were like, this is we're not doing it anymore. Like, like, it's not the big, it sounds not like Greg Cook. It's, 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 not, it's not the big guy sizes are um, are sold out. They're not in yet. Okay. And they, were, and they were supposed to be in by October 15th. So, so just a little late. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll have some. We'll have some soon. Right. We'll have the we'll have the, the better made overseas versions sooner than we have these ones. I did get a Pleplius um, bottle opener oh, nice. ring, but I will not use yeah. this anymore because I savor everything. Yeah, or <laughs> drink out of cans. Oh, that's Boy. true. Anytime it's a bottle, yeah, <laughs> just give me a, give, give give the guy a knife. Yeah, yeah. All right, so everyone. Hurry up and buy your tickets to the the local Mid Atlantic shows, and then if you're somewhere else in the country, obviously yeah. look and see where you're at. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time today, Chris. Um, Dan, my, my pleasure. I appreciate. It. I'll see. I'll see you guys in person before you know it. And if you don't, we will find you. We will hunt you down. Nick already knows. We will defeat you in some <laughs> sort of call, challenge. Just, just call Nick and, <laughs> and, and, and go to Philadelphia. Where can people get this beer? Um, they, can they, they, can they buy it online? Um, they can via beer me, which is like, um, mainly like, you know, Maryland people will know, but yeah. the best, the best place to buy is, um, is in the tap room. Yeah. And again, a portion of the proceeds goes to barks, barks.org. They support animals and animal shelters within the Baltimore, uh, metropolitan, uh, area. And it's a great cause. And it's a, you know, a cause that obviously Zane supports. So yes. Let's do it. And and by the way, I, my wife yelled at me because there we don't have enough of these, and I just this is the second one I've drank so far. <laughs> so we need and and she has all of her animal rescue people out here that want to try it. So I might need to figure out a way to get get a case or two. Uh, to, to you might residence. you might know a guy. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'll call him after the show. <laughs> awesome guys, thank you so much. This was this was a hoot. Thank you, it. and uh, thank you everyone for watching and listening. Cheers. Cheers. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.